0: What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have an individual who has a tremendous story to share. The man is truly inspirational. He is an entrepreneur himself. He's an Olympic athlete. He is an international keynote speaker. He's a true advocate in the health, mindset, and youth space. When I tell you that this man has an amazing story, he really does. So please help me welcome Akeem Haynes. It's
1: time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans.
0: What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. First of all just want to go and show some love and once again to all our audience out there we appreciate you and today we have somebody truly amazing he has done some really cool stuff in his lifetime and continues to do so this guy he's an olympian he is an international speaker and he is an author of his book please help me welcome hakeem haynes what is up brother
1: Man, it's a pleasure to be on here, too, man. We were just talking about, you know, the weather in different places, right? You guys are in sunny Florida. I'm in, I'm in inconsistent Calgary, Alberta, and so it's always a pleasure, man. It's a, it's a gift to be here on this earth, especially during this time, man. I'm just grateful.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I understand what you're talking about with that cold. I grew up in upstate New York, like you know, right across the the border from Ontario. So I understand. I understand your, your pain and your, you know, your, your hatred for the cold, man. I I don't, I, God bless you for keep doing it, you know?
1: Man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to escape it, man. I'm trying to escape (laughs) it. How
2: did you get up there?
1: Man, so, you know, that, that, that goes back to, um, I was originally born in Jamaica. And so uh, my uncle, he was in the, um, army. And so back in the 90s, man, you can all you need is someone in a different country and you can kind of go there. So, you know, at the time, Jamaica, where I grew up, was pretty rough, man. It was pretty tough. man. like just to give you some context, like the place where I grew up, there was 99 deaths in that area alone a couple of years back. And that was the third highest rate. So it was at that time that my parents was like, man, you know, Akeem, you can be my dad said, Akeem, you can be a million and one things in a different country. But if you kind of stay here, you're limited. So for a year straight, he just worked and worked and worked and worked. And honestly, I don't know how a person can work 365 days out of the year and not get sick. You know, wow. what I'm saying he didn't take no days off. And so um, in 1998, my mom and I were on a plane um, to Yellowknife, Canada, <laughs> and that's how that's that's how we got here. Wow. I mean, it goes
2: you know it goes to show. How much of, you know, I mean, just from that one statement, how much of an impact your father must have had on your life, right? Like to get to where you've gotten to, you've had to work tirelessly day in and day out, you know, to get to that type of level where, you know, you're in the Olympics and you're, you know, not only there, but competing and winning at the highest level. You know, it's, it's not only a testament to yourself, but to how you were raised and to your father. So, you know, let's give a shout out to him. And, and yeah, mother. man,
1: he's, he's, man, my, 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 you know, my parents have done a lot, you know, Um I really believe that we are, when somebody looks at you, right. When somebody looks at you, they're going to see many things. They're going to see a lot of the external things. They'll say, oh, this person's strong. You know, they got, you know, they got good hair. They got this color eyes. They got these features. But a lot of them, a lot of people don't see who invested and helped pull something outside of you and planted something in you. We did not get here by ourselves. That's why when I ever heard, whenever I heard whenever I hear this when someone says, "Oh, I'm self-made." Nobody's self-made." Because even when you didn't think somebody was praying for you, somebody was. Somebody was maneuvering for you and trying to put the right energy into you. And for me, man, you know, my angela has a quote that says, "I come as one, but I stand with 10,000. And so for me, every time that I stepped on the track, Every time that I stepped on the football field, every time that I was in training, every time that I was doing anything, I knew that it just wasn't about me. And that actually helped me get to where I was able to get to and helps me to this day. You know, I think a lot of the times we get so stuck and so focused on ourselves during adversity. If you only think about yourself during adversity, you'll probably stop. But if you can think about something bigger than yourselves, if I overcome this,
0: what could happen? 100%, man. I think just that first message you shared is is already truly impactful for everybody listening today. I want to go in a little bit deep into that story of, of how mm-hmm. you began, you know, moving over, you know, to a new country with your mom. How was that for you growing up? What kind of impact did that make for you? And what got you into becoming an Olympian and then, obviously moving into speaking and writing a book <laughs> what was that process like
1: well man you know in jamaica man we don't got to worry about snow you know so don't <laughs> worry about none of that
0: it's like i say the <laughs> the only cold i get is when i open my freezer yeah
2: <laughs> it I makes you hard no it thing. makes you hard as a person right
1: <laughs> i wish i had that same problem nowadays man
2: that's why i'm living <laughs> in sunny florida man got out of that hey. cold
1: Come
0: here and join us, man. You could do some podcast live.
2: I always, oh, yeah, I always told my, I always told myself I was going to s- strap a snow shovel to the side of my truck, and once I got to a place where they didn't know what that was, I was home.
1: <laughs> oh man, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, you know, so you know, some of the things that 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 I had to overcome when I came to a different country is just the English barrier, right? Like i was speaking in Patois, which is the Jamaican language and it was a culture shock right like you know I, I i didn't know what for example like dogs in jamaica dogs are more of a protection thing right so when i came to canada and i saw dogs in the homes i was like wait a minute what y'all doing like this is like this is okay. <laughs> it was like, Whoa. You had, like you guys have the dogs on the on the couches over here yeah nobody's yeah, yeah. right? nobody, so, gonna talk yeah me? <laughs> So that was different for me. Um, The learning was different for me. The education was different for me. And so in Yellowknife, right? Yellowknife is much smaller than Calgary, much colder. Yellowknife is probably about 23,000 people, while Calgary is about 1.2 million now. So when I moved from Yellowknife to Calgary, um, it was much bigger. I got introduced to a lot more. I started to see, man, these other people... Have these other sports? You got football over here. You got baseball over here. You got soccer over here. And I'm thinking to myself. I said, "Man, this is there. There might be an opportunity here, but I didn't know that. I didn't necessarily know like how I got introduced to football. Um, I came to school one day, and, and and one of my friends was like, "Hey, man, uh, do you want to try for football? I said, football, like like soccer, because football and soccer in Jamaica, right?". And he says, "No, not soccer." And so he pulls up this thing on the computer of literally these guys in helmets hitting into each other. I said, you expect me to go and do that. I said, that looks like torture. I'm not about to do that. But he showed me a flyer, right? And on the flyer, it said there's football tryouts for this team. But if you come to the football tryouts, you will get, a chocolate chip you will get a hey. milkshake and you will get a burger wow look i was i was going for the burger you know what yes. I, was, I didn't care too I much wish my
0: football. football team offered that Jeez.
1: i'm surprised they didn't try to
2: put some uh, <laughs> hockey skates on you and throw a stick in your hand get you on the ice <laughs> yeah. man being in calgary you know with the flames there
1: you know what it is man if i could skate i'll probably be in there i'll probably be in there <laughs>
2: It was too expensive for my family. I was a big hockey, you know, my family's big into hockey and, you know, it's just like my, it got to a point my mom's like, I can just buy you a pair of basketball shoes and you can get the, the rest of the clothes from the, the school. Like you're going to play basketball. You're not, you're not, you're done playing hockey. I can't, you can't afford $1,000 skates every other year.
1: <laughs> you're not doing that. Yeah. But, um, man, so there was two defining moments when I was 13 that, 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 that literally, cultivated this mindset so when i was 13 right talking about that same football opportunity so i got to that football field and things was going well i had never played football ever in my life and i would go to the field and i would run i didn't have any shoes and my coach would say keem where's your football cleats i'm like i don't don't know what those are coach and he would say man why do you keep on falling i said because i don't have i don't know I said, this whole falling down thing is kind of my game plan, right? Like nobody thinks about that. And so he calls me in the office one day and he says, man, these are for you. I said, you mean these cleats right here? They got these white Nikes. And I said, coach, I can't take these. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, coach, where I come from, like people don't just help you just to help you. Right. It's where I come from. You pat me on my back and I'm going to need something down the road. So he said, all I need from you is to go and get this football paperwork filled out this physical go get it done call my mom we go to get the physical done later the next day so as we we're going to the doctor to get the physical he checks me out right he puts the stethoscope on me and he says Akeem how you feeling I said I'm feeling good um how is football going football is going good he's like do you have problems recovering I'm like no so he's checking me out and he puts the stethoscope on my heart and he says man are you sure you don't have issues like breathing and recovering I said no sir and he looks at my mom and he says, "Um, I can't clear you to play." I said, "What do you mean? you can't clear me to play?" They say, "This is not what my coach said. My coach said, "I give you this form, you check me out and I play football." And he says, "Man, I can't clear you to play because I find a regular heartbeat." I said, "What?" I said, "What is that?" And he says, "Man, I don't know that if I clear you to play and you go on the football field and something happens, you get hit the wrong way, you might die." And at that moment, you know, I didn't still know what it was. But the thing that hurt me the most was that my mom knew that she couldn't do anything for me. Later that night, I was sitting on the steps, right? And my mom came outside and she said, Akeem, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to go to practice. She said, what? I said, Mom, I'm going to go to practice. She's like, why? I had already made up in my mind that I had already committed to this. So every single day I went to practice, I ran, I caught balls. I did everything my teammates did. It's just on game days, I went up to the booth rather than actually in the game. Because I knew how I handled that situation was going to say a lot about how I handle life when I get older. What if I get to a position in my life where my son is having problems and I'm going to quit on my son? My daughter is having problems, I'm going to quit on my daughter. I get to a position where school is very tough. I'm going to quit on school. No, I realized at that moment, how I handled the situation right now was going to say a lot about my character. And so at that moment, I said, this is much bigger than myself. And that was one of those things that kind of shifted and shaped my mindset in order to be able to say, look, I'm going to have some hard days, but I got to commit to the hard days so I can work through it and have some good days along the way.
0: I think that's amazing. Truly amazing the fact that at that age, you were thinking and operating like that is is very very something you don't see often, you know. And I think the fact uh, I would say possibly through your upbringing and and, and some of the uh, the experiences you had in your past had to do with some of that, you know, experience that you went through to be able to make you realize like, heck, I need to continue to do this, and if this is what's going to take, and I have to go through this, so I can learn further in life. How to deal with these things? Well, I'm going to do that. And I think that's truly amazing. By the way, I got to ask you, did you get your burger? I
1: had two, man. I had two burgers. Let's man. go. Oh, Let's go. You take
2: what's Let's yours. Go. You take what you earned. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I had,
1: I, that's awesome. I had two and some fries. There and we go. Hey,
2: hey, yeah, you can't leave those out. You know, you can't leave uh-uh. those out.
1: Uh-uh. You work now, too
2: hard. Let me ask you, you become a fan of poutine up there. For those of you who don't know, poutine is like the best thing in Canada, right? It's like fries, yeah. with gravy. Yeah, you know, melted you know, like, melted cheese curd, nothing it, better.
1: It, it literally sounds weird as heck, but I promise you, it's gotta so fire. Right place, man. Listen, man, I you...
2: I do not leave my hometown without like pound bags of cheese curd. I don't go. <laughs> I I and if I come when back, you down, bring me some. I know I need to. Well, I haven't been home in a couple of years, but if I come down, if I come back home, or like one of my cousins who lives down here. Comes from my hometown, and they don't bring that. Oh, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a battle. It's a family feud. It's, <laughs> you it's, know? It's it's,
1: like, you it's better not come back down. That, like it's one of those meals that look, you just gotta throw away your nutritional. Mm. Discipline for that day and just, and just enjoy Dude, it. So Dude, looking at me, it's so good. Like, Listen, he's...
2: Poutine and Tim Hortons. Here are so the only two I, things I he, care about he he when I go to Canada. I eat, so I don't. Oh, I don't no, he would crush it. He would cry. He would fall in love. He'd never, he'd probably move to Canada if he got his hands on some Ex, of that.
1: Expect the best nap post eat though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes.
2: yes. Oh, man. Well, and the cold too. You know, you're like inside, it's all warm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a good combo. But, you know, back to your point about adversity, right? I, I feel like, you know, more than ever, there's so much turmoil going on in, in the world today, especially in in the Northern Hemisphere, right, in, in North America. And I think part of it is because we, we have it so easy now, especially our generation, right? Like, everything is so accessible to us at, at the drop of a dime. Yeah. And... You know, you know from athletics, we know from our experience with athletics and just, you know, really taking things head on, as you were saying, right? Like being able to figure out if I don't deal with these challenges at a younger age, I'm not going to know how to handle them at an older age, right? Do you, from my personal experience, before I get to the question, my personal experience, you know, if you don't, in my life, if I don't go out there and find challenges for myself, those challenges are going to find me and I'm more Mm -hmm. likely, to be able to handle them, if I'm on the offensive with those, right? If I'm mm-hmm. see- if I'm yeah. seeking out things that I need to improve on in, in ways that I can get better, instead of, you know, people pointing them out to me. And again, like if if someone ever has anything, you know, they think I need to improve on, I I try I try my best to, you know, put my ego aside and, and really analyze what they're talking about. But I really go after what I want to know. Mendes is the same. Clearly, you are the same. You wouldn't have you know gotten to have the athletic career and the post athletic career that you you know you found without that adversity without that how how do you feel about you know how things are going in in today's world with our generation you know with how easy we we really do have it and and really the loss of perspective that we have around
1: that mm. Mm. you know man I'm 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 a firm believer that you got to show honor and respect to people who are here before you that's 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 number one Love that. And I, th- and I think one of the things that I see all the time is, man, this generation like, look, we got to realize that we don't have all the answers. Right. And we never will. You know what I'm saying? And 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 for me, I put my ego aside a long time ago because I know that pride and ego comes before the fall. If you're too prideful, if your ego is too high, you're going to fall at some point. And the bridges that you burnt from the ones who truly wanted to help you, they're not going to want to help you anymore. And so, you know, when I was playing sport, man, I remember my coaches used to say, you know, Hakeem, sports will teach you a lot about life. And while I understood where they were coming from, for me, that was a little bit different because I believe my life and my hardships prepared me for the ups and downs of sport. Right. Like I had to, I had to learn the power of gratitude because I was homeless. Right. Like I learned my strength because I was homeless. Right. Like I learned that if I continue to work on this one thing over and over and over again, to become consistent at it, that at some point when the opportunity came, I was going to be able to to, to to seize it because I put all this into this one thing. And it was just repetition. And so I, I think as each generation changes, we first have to get to a point where if we some, if we see someone in the position that where we want to be in, look, let's find out how they got there. Not where they're there right now, but what were they doing at when they were your age? What were they doing three years ago? What books were they reading? What was their day-to-day like? Find out what they were doing that got them there and not the highlight of where they are right now. Because so many times, man, you go on I, um i I, I meant to I have a mentorship program with a bunch of different kids, and I was talking to them the other day, and you know they they're, they're, they're like some of them are top recruits, and one person said to me, he's like, man, I'm about to put up this this sick one-handed catches that I was doing the other day." I said, "Why are you going to do that for?" He says, "Man, because you know just you know I just kind of show up for the gram and then I said, "Yeah, but how many one-handed catches have you ever made in your whole career during a game?" he says, well, probably like three. How many of you dropped? Well, probably like 55 in my whole high school career. I was like, well, you probably should work on doing a lot more two-handed catches than one-handed catches. Right, so we got we to focus on what hard work looks like, what discipline looks like and feels like, instead of what we think the world wants to see of their portray of it. Everybody can work hard for a day <laughs> for a two yep. for two mm-hmm. days yeah but can you do it over time that right there is a person who will be successful not what you can do right now you really brought you up it over time
0: no 100 percent. you really brought up a good point about
2: i'm fired up already oh yeah no dude i'm already like <laughs> yeah, yeah. holy
0: crap no this was <laughs> badass man because you do see that you do see where it's like let me just highlight this moment the one moment where it's like okay the that one-handed catching you know, everybody the old del beckham you know, big catch, one-handed into the end zone, flying back. You know, and it's just like...
2: No one knows what he's doing in the hotel room.
1: You know?
0: I had a, to throw that in there. There's a lot of shit going
2: uh, on. In you know, there. <laughs> the second you said OBJ, I like, oh, poop gate. There's a lot of things happening. Yeah, yeah. 2020 is wild, man. Twenty twenty. But, early, but, but wild. <laughs> with
0: that being said... You see that a lot on social media and it's just showing that. And I love that you said that because people are working towards that moment only instead of putting in the reps towards the foundation, the structure, the hard work, the real deal. What's going to really get you through the tough times? Not just for the flashiness and the fame and the the big time catch and the big time this, but actually putting the work with what's going to literally give you the long-term success and gains to move on in life. And I feel like it's so true. More and more individuals, especially in today's generation, need to see and need to hear more of that. And I think as much as social media and technology plays a huge role in, in amazing things, I also do believe that there's a lot of downfalls as well. Which this could be one of them. You know, that instant gratification, that instant only seeing the one-handed catch. It's only seen on the NFL. It's always a, the top highlights, the top this, the top biggest mm-hmm. plays. The top, you know. And it always goes back to like, how about the linemen? You know, the linemen who really create the plays for a lot of these people, Mm -hmm. you know, the hard work in in the trenches, you know, and it's just like the big block that got the big handed run, big handed catch or the big run. You know, the the repetitions of knowing how to master those blocks, master the, the route, master the next move, you know, the structure, the foundation to then allow you to have that moment where you have that one time or two time big play that comes out you know and i think it's so so important for for more people to really understand that and i really appreciate you sharing that cuz that is definitely hit home run for me
1: man i'm 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 <laughs> i really wish especially my career right like i really wish i was the guy who cut out running fast no man like in 20 in in so in 20 in 2010 i ran 673 indoors right so 17 17 years old i was number 1 in north america is 60 meters. Wow. And then I went to college the next year I went to a I went to a, a a junior college first before I got to the university of alabama. And from 2010, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, 15, I did not run a personal best indoors in 5 years. I was getting blasted left right and center destroyed like like SEC ncaa secs man is it's crazy another level and, and man, i was getting destroyed like blasted. like confidence was like man Akeem, what's going on here but i knew at some point if i just continued to pick myself up and continue back training continue doing everything i can to stay healthy putting myself in the right system making sure i'm still eating healthy away when i'm not competing in the off season, Hard in work, 2015, baby. I ran 6:51, the third fastest Canadian time of all time, and I was number one in the world that year. Oof. Not necessarily because um, it was this new profound thing. I knew that I could run well, but I knew I had to be patient, but also take care of these small things over time. Right? If you mm-hmm. really think about, if you really think about the big breakthroughs that we have in life and sport, right? it's often a lot of okay days, you know, okay days aren't bad. Okay. Days is just routine, right? You get up at the same time, you do the same thing at this time. And it just, you know, it was a, it was a good day. It was just okay. But then when those okays turned into very good moments where you say, man, I just really got this wicked game. I signed this big contract. I just got this big breakthrough in my business. It's because you took care of those small things and those okay days, every single day then when a very good day happens you're like wow yeah now this is starting to add up a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i always so it's very important man
2: yeah yeah i i always fall back on a a, you know just now that we're talking about athletics right like something that one of my my high school football coaches said you know we were always looking you know we were a big running team you know and we would always try to like get you know 12 15 yards a chunk every run and not he's to like, get
0: Josh to run is impossible.
2: Oh, I was a center. I was I was a, I was a thick boy back then. I was a thick boy back then. I was not I couldn't even touch my toes, let alone run a sprint. You kidding me? But you know, he always said he's like, guys, stop, stop trying to get 15 yards a, a chunk, right? Like all you need to do is get three yards four times. And then do it again. Three yards, four times. Three yards, four times. And then do that all the way down the field and you'll get to where you want to go you know so yeah. so it is about having those you know those okay moments that lead you to to the success of you want to have it. so you know people especially nowadays right like we were we were mentioning before it's like everyone's looking for that home run hit yep but it's like what's wrong play, with what's sexy play right what's wrong with grinding it out like maybe you're maybe you're just one of those people that's going to have to fight through more yep. adversity maybe you're one of those yep. people that's going to take it's going to take 5 years instead of 2 you know so what so what do you, do you really want to get to where you want to go that bad are you willing to put everything on the line? You know, for your business, are you willing to, you know, max out your credit cards and overdraft your account sometimes? You know, shit happens. You got to learn, you got to grow, you know? You can't stop if the goal is really the goal that you want to achieve. You have mm-hmm. to figure out a way at the end of the day.
1: Man, I think it's important like like this is this is something that has <laughs> helped me because there are moments where I feel like things are going to move a lot quicker and I get excited and then when it doesn't happen, I'm just like dang, that, that that didn't work out. But one moment I stopped and I said to myself, Akeem, what has been the trajectory of your life in the past? Right, And it made me look back at all of the things that I had to overcome and how I had to get these accomplishments. And I've always had to work harder than the average person. I've always had to do more. I've always had to do things that I didn't want to do. I've always had to continue doing these different things. And I said, Akeem, well, if that's been the trajectory of your life, Then what made you think certain things would change in this area when you're just starting out? If you know your history and what you're up against, you will know what you need to overcome those odds. But if you don't know what you're up against in life, how do you expect to beat those odds? A lot of people, man, I see all the time, man. A lot of people say, man, I want to go to the league. I want to go to the NBA. I want to go to basketball, man. I want to be an Olympian. I want to be a millionaire. I want to do all these different things. But do you know the actual percentage of that? Yeah. Do you know that mind there's knew. going to be some there's going to be some moments where your mind is going to say, man, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. But if you know the percentage of what you're up against, you will know that what you're about to say is okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not alone in that path, right? 100%. Normally many people have blazed the trail that you're you're going down before, you know, and, and sometimes, and I think to a fault with with personalities like ours right type A personalities it's it's hard to hard to accept that you need help right like you were talking about before the fact that you know 10,000 people or you know so odd, so many people we we talk about it all the time off off the podcast you know just about like you were saying looking back and going wow like you know I couldn't if if this one person didn't point me in this direction you know if my high school 10th grade you know, business teacher didn't tell me, well, maybe you should look into like physical therapy. I would have never gone down the path that had gone down. I would have gone into finance or something else. And who knows what would have happened? You know, I probably would have killed myself like sitting at a desk all day, you know? So <laughs> if, it, if it really though, yeah. really, like I can't, I can't, 100%. you know, I spend, I spend more time on my phone, my computer now than I ever thought I have. And it's, you know, luckily I'm, I'm older and I can understand it's just part of business, but back then, like it would have drove me crazy. You know, but if it wasn't yeah. for her, if it wasn't for her taking her time out of her day, you know, to, to stay with me after school, to look up, you know, my interests and talk to me about those things, I would have never saw, you know, I got into collegiate, I think, and conditioning to start my career, I would have never gotten into that if it wasn't yeah. for her. You know, I would have never gotten into weightlifting if it wasn't for, you know, some substitute teacher who mm-hmm. was like the weight room, like, you know, basically like watcher, you know, just in there to make sure we didn't kill ourselves. If it wasn't for him staying after with me because he knew I was super awkward and, you know, was bullied as a kid and didn't want to be around them, staying after with me when they all when all the other kids left, like if it wasn't for him, I would have never got into weightlifting. I would have never been able to meet Mendez and, and have this conversation with you even. You know, it would have completely changed yeah. the tra- trajectory of my life. And
0: it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm hearing this and at the same time I'm running my head on the opposite end to like of the same scenario, just opposite um, sayings. You know, I probably would never been what I am. Either too was, you know, hearing from teachers saying you're not going to obtain to anything. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to do <laughs> any. You're not going to be because you're not constant. Or you're not good at this, or you you're not focusing on this. You don't understand math where you should got to understand math. And it's just like if I wasn't hearing those harps, says, "Hey, you're gonna, you know, you keep this up, you're gonna be a garbage man one day."
2: But you use that as positive you know, fuel, as right? Positive instead thing. of instead of you know having this scarce mm-hmm. victim mindset, you took it as a challenge. You said, okay, you know and not in a bad way nothing against those those people that you know may have doubted us or doubted yeah. anyone in the past you know we don't know what they were going through at the time but you have to be able to constructively use mo- like internal and external motivation to to help you reach your goals you know or you you know you're never going to get to where you want to go so akim
0: i want to ask you what are some of the tools that you use for yourself for self growth self awareness getting through these hardships you know, because at the end of the day, even being hired producers and, and, and motivated mindset individuals, we still go through hardships, no matter what hundred percent, hundred percent. so what are those tools that you use for your own life and the ones you use for your mentorships for your for your kids?
2: which is amazing by mentorship. the way. Yeah. that's that's I, we need more people like 100%. you doing stuff like that in the comu- in their communities.
1: I'm honored, man. Um so the first thing um for me that I do and I tell uh, my 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 you know my my young guys there is one self-talk and what I mean by self-talk man is just because just because I tell you that you're great doesn't mean you believe it yet and so what I'm talking about self-talk is repeating something enough time until you start to believe it in your heart not in your head not in your head because our head man our head man one moment man I'm a I'm a I'm an emotional guy right so I can watch Rocky and I'm just like, man, I got to go. bite. I got to go box now. Like I'm like, man, like I'm, I was watching Creed 2 the other day and I was like, man, I found myself getting emotional because I'd be attached to it because I feel what they feel. Right. And so in knowing that with the self-talk, you got to tell yourself everything that you are. So you believe it in your heart. So when you go out, it's already walking in your presence. Whatever it is that you think that you are, tell yourself enough times. You may have to say it five times a day. I don't care how much you got to say it, but believe it in your heart of hearts so you can let your actions follow what you believe. And so the other thing for me, man, is um, I try I try and do a better job of this, um, is taking time to reflect, right? And I think that's some of the hardest things sometimes when we're always trying to make some things happen, Same for right? Me we're always trying to go and go and go and go. But then, you know, we don't take the week to look back and say, you know what, we did some really cool things here on Monday and we got some real progress here on Wednesday. Tuesday, not the best, but Thursday, like, we got some good things. The momentum is moving in the right direction. Um, And the third thing for athletes um, specifically, um, well, all of us in general is short-term memory, right? Right. We have to be able to get to a point where we allow a loss to be a loss and take the good from the loss and move on from the loss. I used to be the type of person, man, where if I got beat in a race, if I lost a football game, I would hold on to it like nobody's business. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear Keem good game. No, 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 we lost like and I would hold that. And a breakthrough happened in my track and field career when I said, wait a minute, Akeem. This is when I was at Alabama. I said, wait a minute, Akeem. What is the good that happened in this race? Well, you know, I had a good, strong, solid 40 meters, but I didn't hold my finish very well. Well, take that positive from that 40 meters, apply it next time to your training. But what that really was doing was it was training my mind to find something positive in a negative. If we only see the negative, we'll never see what we need to improve on. And so, but if you can take a negative situation and say, man, I dominated in this area, but I got to clean these areas up. But at least I have something that I can feel good about and attack it and it changes my perspective. So those are all the things that, man, I continue. There's many more, but those are probably the main ones that I continue to practice myself and I share with other people. Right, and it, it's it's just trying to find the good in every situation, right? Because if we only focus on the problem, we'll never find the solution.
0: I can agree with with everything you said, and I really loved how you mentioned reflect. You know, I know I've even taught told Josh. You know, I actually had one of my old coaches on here, and if it wasn't for her showing me, who well, I'm always go 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 go, <laughs> dream of this, do this. Oh, trust probably. me on that one.
2: Trust me on that I still one, still I buddy. am.
0: I still am but I used to never take time to actually appreciate the work I would do. And I worked with her for a year and she was like, "Hey Anthony, have you ever sat back and actually like thought about all the wins you've had?" She's like, "I guarantee you can't even count them." And I was like, "No, I was like, I'm thinking already what I got to do next. I'm like, I got to do more." And she opened up my she opened up a binder and she's like, "Look, and I was like, what is that? And she's like, I, I literally wrote down and printed out all the wins that you wanted to accomplish during our coaching session for a whole entire wow. year. Wow.
1: Shout I was out like, to her, man. Oh, she's a
0: beast. Holy shit. I was like, wow. And I couldn't believe I did all that. She's like, <laughs> she goes, you know, you did all this in one year. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, take some time for yourself a day. I'll give yourself love. Thank yourself. Be happy. And give that light to yourself because you deserve that, because you did this. Wow. And I would never wow. do that. And I would never do that. And wow, it was man. really, it felt great because there is nothing wrong with doing that. And if anything, it, it actually, the turnaround actually made me hungrier mm-hmm. in a different way. And it just opened my my mind up in a completely different way and approached to the whatever next I wanted to attack but in such a in, in such a non stressful factor where it wasn't about like just because i have to get to the next scene but it was more mm. because just like this is now in front of me and this made me realize that i'm capable of achieving the things i want to achieve and again i truly believe in what i know that i can do and that right there showed me that and it solidified that for me where i was just going and going and going because yes i believed but i said i believed but inside to it i would keep pushing because i was like i gotta make what i what i'm gonna make happen what i believe because if i don't then i'm a loser and i'm a this and all that so it was me fighting to go to that point because i didn't want to feel bad if i didn't accomplish what i true what i felt that i believed in and that right there that binder showing me what i've been able to do just told me holy crap i can continue to do this this is why i truly believe in myself and it it felt great so the fact that you brought that up honestly was was truly amazing because i don't hear a lot of that and and it's so true i feel like even for me like i try to do it no minimal than once or twice a year um where you take time to see half of the year how the goals you've hit reflect on that and then at the end of the year again i know some people do it quarterly or even monthly but the fact that you brought that up i think that was truly amazing i have a question for you um what is something that you see most often or something you see of similarity in the generation we're work that that's you know you're working with today what's a common mindset problem or common mindset issues that you see very similar in all of them in this, in this generation right now and something that you feel like needs to be tackled to really unleash amazing young men and women out into the world?
1: Man, I think, I think from my experiences, man, from what I have growing up and 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 mentoring different kids in different countries and different cities, man, is I tell them all the time. I said, life isn't fair. What are you going to do now? I love that. It's not. Boom. It's not, man, because one we can be all three of us, we can be born in the same time all different races. But if you're born in America, I'm born in Canada, some in and, and somebody else is born in Scandinavia, it's different. It's different ways. There's different rules, there's different there's different things to it. And so When you know that life isn't fair, you have to understand that you are going to have to do what's required and then some. So when you're going through these hardships and these trials and these tribulations and these things that, one, nobody asks for hardships. Nobody ever said, man, life hit me today. No, absolutely not. But the more things you're able to overcome, the more credentials you build up within yourself to overcome what is coming your way. Because obstacles is going to come your way at some point. You can't escape it. I don't care how much money you got, how sheltered you've been. At some point, you are going to face your personal trial. And so I just really try to get the message across, you know, when, when, when my young guys say, you know, I, I, I failed a test. You know, I, I didn't make this team. You know, this person isn't giving me an opportunity. Okay, so now what are you going to do? One of the things I always say, whether I'm in the corporate field, um, speaking to athletes, wherever I go, I said, man, you know, life happens to all of us, but it's it's not exactly what happens to us. It's what we choose to do next beyond the pain that we've been through. Because when you find out how you can use your pain and let it transform you, then you will figure out, man, there's so much more that I can do here because I didn't succumb to what almost broke me. I let it mend me and build me and transform me into a much better version of myself. And so that's that's usually the thing that that I try and stress all the time um, to the younger generation, whomever I come in contact with any type of the day, man. Powerful.
2: Yeah. And I I think that they're you know, too often I see it a lot with with some of the clients that I work with, you know, it's like trying to control the uncontrollable. You know, at least what, at least what seems uncontrollable in the moment, right? Like you might be able to have a a minute impact or a great impact down the road, but you can't control it right now, you know? So focus on that when the time comes, right? Make sure that you're informed, make sure that you're doing the right things to prepare yourself for that moment. You know, don't take those future moments lightly, but until that happens, there's so many other things that you can be working on, you know, so many other things you can be improving on, but you're so focused on this, this, this. One specific thing that's so far away and seems, you know, in the big picture, very minute, but in your, you know, your boxed in perspective in the moment seems like it's the the most important issue it's like well just focus on the the other things that you can control right focus on those daily habits you were talking about yes. and improving on those right focus on your relationships with other people and how you communicate and how you interact with them focus on your family or your work or whatever it may be right do the little things right like you were talking about with your with like one-handed catches versus two-handed catches like you know i might not be able to control the the scenario where I have to die for a one handed catch, but I can guarantee mm-hmm. you ninety nine point nine percent of the time I am gonna be able to catch the hand with two or catch the ball with two hands. So let me focus on that. You know, mm-hmm. let me if I need to wake up at five a.m. every day so that I can spend an hour journaling and meditating and taking care of myself before I go to work with other people, then I am gonna focus on making sure that I get up at five a.m. every day
1: hundred percent, man. You know, I'm 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 a, I'm a mind, body, spirit guy. Like I like think I've always been. And so I'm, um, and I'm also a firm believer that you got to know yourself so well to a T um, that, you know, your triggers, you know, your flaws, you know, what motivates yes. you, what inspires you, what annoys you, what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And so for me, I always make sure in the mornings um, that before I get anything started, I get my spiritual right. My faith is one of the things that has got me through anything, um, but I got to make sure that I'm spiritually connected with God himself and I can see, you know what, God, did. did am I going in the right direction here? And then you got to get your workout out and all these different things, but you also got to know how you operate. How do you operate? Do you really know yourself? Not the you in front of people. That's not the person I'm talking about, but the you behind closed doors, because the you behind closed doors, once you build that, once you truly get into it with the real you, you will be able to thrive in any environment just by being yourself. You you may not need to be the person who catches the one-handed pass, but the person who always catches the, the reliable one, nope, the, the one who is consistent, the mm-hmm. one who's always like, okay, I know this person going to get me three, four hours. Right, yards every time yep. rather than the one who I'm going to throw this 90 yard bomb and run the slant. Or yeah. the,
2: the Julian slant. Edelman of the world, you know, hit. the glue guy, the glue yep. guy, you know, in, in my athletic career, I always tried to be that person, right? Like the, the one that the coach could always rely on to do the right thing yep. every single time, even if it wasn't what I wanted to do, even if it wasn't going to bring me the glory, but maybe my back was going to be able to cut, you know, for a 25 yard gain. Well, that's my job to make sure that they can they can have yes. that glory, right? If I do my job, then everyone is able to have that glory. Everyone can win if I just do the thing I'm supposed to do every single time, no matter what.
1: It, it, you know, my guy, my guy uh, Vernon Adams, who's, who's the quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes, he told me, man, he said, he said, a key in the pros is so easy. I said, what do you mean? He was like, literally, if you do your job, that's all you got to do is just do your job. Everything else will come. And I was like, Nah, no, that's that makes a lot of sense, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to kind of conceptualize that, though, right? Like, yeah. if I just if I, you know, I, all the gla- all the big stuff that I want in life will come if I do the little things. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what <sighs> do you? Yeah. What step do you? Like, step. the little things are supposed to be so easy. Like, why do I need to focus on those? Like, that's the reason why you should focus <laughs> on because they're so easy.
0: Yep. And it, it that's the thing. They're so easy. We make them hard, and
2: mm-hmm. most
0: people do, you know, because they can't. They can't literally encompass the fact that it's so easy, you know, and they can't believe that that's actually what's going to make me successful. No, that can't be, you know, and it goes back to, you know, when we've worked with our clients, it's like nutritional habits, you know, uh, daily habits to incorporate into their lifestyle. Like literally like just drink an extra glass of water every day, you know, just add some broccoli to your
2: to your dinner. And Absolutely. let's see how that works
0: for you. Yeah. Just, that's it. Just wants one meal.
2: Yeah. Oh, you ordered pizza yeah. for dinner? Well, I'm pretty sure there was a salad on Uber Eats too. Like you yeah. could have just, you know, scrolled down a little bit and it would have been right there for you. Or you were
0: eating three slices. Hey, can we eat two now?
2: Yeah. Let's start off with that. Let's just start off with that. And
0: in a month to two months,
2: it, the difference
0: ends up changing. And you see like, holy crap, I lost some calories. I feel better. And you're still doing some stuff, but you've just worked step by step to eliminate some of the things that weren't good for you and it's so important to realize that it's just like again those little steps go so far you know and that's why i have this you know i have this uh um, canvas on my wall but it's just like you know you can't take the elevator to success you have Mm. to take the stairs absolutely you know and you have to go through each of those steps up the stairs to really get the results at the end of the day but but if you try taking the elevator and take that shortcut, that you're going to crash. You know, yeah, you might pass. see some little success. You might see some immediate this and then boom, it stops because you didn't allow yourself to build up the foundation, to build up the grit, to build up the experiences, to build up the the, the, the challenges you had to face come, going through each of those steps as they got harder. And you didn't allow yourself to grow through that opportunity. So then you hit and now when you hit, you rebound really hard and you don't know how to deal Mm -hmm. with it because you didn't allow for those little minute steps on the little barriers the little barriers the obstacle the the thing in your way how to get around it jump over it step over it you know whatever it is you didn't allow for that to happen because you try to just shoot straight up too fast
2: well a lot of the time too like i i know personally i don't feel satisfied if something isn't extremely fucking hard like if it's not one of the Mm. hardest things i've ever done i'm like you know Yep. Well, I it's, should have. I should have like picked when, a harder, a harder
0: goal. You know, something like when jo- a little when Josh more risky. Talks to, when he talks to women, it's like he wants to talk to the one that's going <laughs> to deny him and deny him until he gets her.
2: You know me too well. You know
1: me too well. You like a challenge. I oh feel man, it. I too feel too much,
2: <laughs> too much. You know, but it's I I I really do feel like you know, taking on those challenges head first. You know, seeking them out really makes a difference in your life like don't wait for shit to come to you it's not gonna come in the way that you expect it to it's not you know but and if you're you go, not
1: gonna yeah go ahead and you're not gonna you're not gonna get it all in one day
2: yeah
1: right like man like when i first started speaking right like may not be able to tell now but i had a very bad starting problem like bad extremely bad stuttering problem man um and I had to I had to teach myself how to formulate a speech. I had to teach myself how to formulate context and, and, and put things in an understanding way that I could understand it and I could teach it. I wanted to get my, I wanted to get a better vocabulary. So I started reading the dictionary. I started learning a word a day. I needed to become a better reader because I, I wasn't pertaining information there, well. but I wanted to become a better reader so I could read at a faster rate. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna read a book a week. And so one year I read 67 books and it didn't necessarily start because I wanted to say I read this, this, this big number. No, I just wanted to become a better reader. And I knew that if I wanted to become a better reader, what do you got to do? You got to read. Oh yeah. Right. You want to, you want to write a book. You got to write whatever that you want to do. You got to form a habit for it. But the thing about habits, and this is why I say, man, if you truly want to succeed, you got to create the right habits because there are bad habits as well too. For sure. There are habits that you want to create. You want to, like you said, you want to, you know, lose some weight. You know, you add in the broccoli, you drink more water, and you do all these different things. But you do it one day. Then you do it two days. Then you do it three. Oh, I did it four. I could probably do it for a week. Oh, man, I made a week. Okay, what about 14 days? What about 21? You'd be surprised. Little how one, yeah. one habit can take you from a week to three to four months if you focus on that one habit that day. You know what I'm saying. So, success, every goal that we have, we're not going to get it all in one day. I wish we did. (laughs) And that's the thing. A lot of people don't add up.
0: A lot of people, a lot of people can't believe the fact that that's what gets you successful and what makes you successful. They think it's this red magic pill, this secret sauce that people are hiding from people. And at the end of the day, it's it's that. It's the reps, the the hard work, the step by step process, going back over and over again. Of you gotta put in the little steps, the little work to get into. The moment that you want, you know, and if you don't do that, guys, you're not going to get there. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, you know, I always reference. Look at Michael Jordan getting cut off the the high school team. You mm-hmm. know, what do you do? He More went harder, cried for like an hour or two. And he said he got his <laughs> ass up and literally started playing basketball, you yeah. know, and there's nothing wrong with feeling bad and feeling and hurting for the moment. All right. Hurt for that moment. Feel you're human. But now it's time to put in the work. Now yeah. it's time to get your ass up and do what you gotta do, the the proper steps to be able to get you to where you wanna be. And Jordan became that because he was putting in eight hours a day of basketball. And he said he got so good at free throws because he would spend a certain amount of hours just shooting free throws. That's all he would do. You know, and it's just like repetition. What there's no brain, there's no rocket science, brain science to it's just repetition. You know, and look at yourself like somebody who came from another country, didn't even speak English, and now is a speaker. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, um, in this, you put yeah. in the reps. You put in the you know, reps. I,
1: I tell my siblings all the time. I have um, I have a eight year old sister, eleven year old brother, and I've been telling them this since they were like two, three years old. Probably didn't understand a word that I was saying, but I was like, "Why are you?" No, I was like, "When you guys cry, tell me why you're crying. You have to know why you feel this emotion, right? Because if you don't understand why you feel this emotion, you're not going to be able to control the emotion." Look, everybody cries, everybody everybody has a breakdown, everybody gets upset, disappointed, sad, like all those emotions are there. But why do you feel that way? Do you feel sad because you feel like um, something isn't lining up for you? Well, what, what do you need to change so that it possibly could line up? What questions do you need to ask? Who do you need to ask? And so I just think that it's very important that you know why you feel what you feel, because if you know why, you can get to the root and that'll help you solve the problem. 100%. Right? it's, 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 it's it's all these different things that come together to reach a certain goal. Like there's different roads, how to reach a destination. And chances are, once you get to your initial destination, you'll say, you know what, I can go a lot further than here, but I have the blueprint of the core foundation that helped me got there. Right.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I think a big thing that we've been really talking about the underlying thing is like communication, right? And Mm -hmm. we, People always tend to focus on oh communications with others, communication with the group. They're like, well, how are you communicating with yourself? What are the what's the internal dialogue that you're telling yourself, right? How are how are you laying things out in your mind on what's going to happen or what has happened? Because really, like nothing is ever as bad as we make it seem, and nothing really ever seems to be as good as we make it seem, right? Like the fish is never as big Man. as as the real fish that you caught. You always just hold that out in front of the camera a little a little closer so it looks bigger. You know, and same thing if it's a small, you know, if it's a big catch, like, oh, you know, Um, so how in in, mental health has been so stigmatized in, you know, the world, especially in social media, where you always have to put on this like fake persona and edit your photos. So you're a little taller, a little thinner, or, you know, I have to turn my body in a certain way. So I look more shredded. It's like. Well, you know, it's a, it's okay to have a little bit of a gut every now and then. Like when I sit down, yeah. when I sit down, I got some Michelin rolls. Like it's okay, but when mm-hmm. I stand up, I feel, you know, I'm I'm a little sexier, girls. Jo- Might want to look at me jo- a little more. Josh just sends really? me his best angle pictures. That's why. Oh, all the time, all the time. Hey, okay. Give him swipe up links to my OnlyFans, but. <laughs>
1: we hey, we all gotta have that one person that we trust, man. Yeah, <laughs> but you
2: know. How how do you get these young kids that you work with to be able to reframe their mindset, right? So that they can really see the positives inside of those dark days and be able to understand that when they do have those good days, you know, it's not always going to be that way. And you have to keep you have to keep plugging along.
1: Man, so I do like. I do two things with, uh, with my young people, man, I do, I do, um, I do a physical thing and then I do a mental thing. And the first physical thing that I see, man, you go on anywhere, you know, social media, you got some guys who are guys and girls who are just shredded. And you're just like, Whoa, man, how long y'all been working out? But body types are different as well too. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many times we see imperfection within ourselves, but I'm just like, you know, tell me one quality physically that you like about yourself, depending on what they do. Right. And then they'll, you know, they'll usually muffle across and say, uh, I was, I was like, did you, I was like, did you get a new haircut today? Did you do something with your hair? Like, yeah. I'm like, man, that's. (laughs) Nothing
2: better than a a fresh cut.
1: Hook me up with your person. Like they got you right. You know, did you, did you get your hairstyle a different way? You know, different things. But then I take them across and I say, okay, you know, what did go right today? And they'll sit and look and think like, Man, I don't know. I was like, no, 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 no. You're thinking too big. No, no. What What went right today? And they usually say, Oh, man, I don't know. Okay, let's let's walk through it. How did you wake up? Uh, what did you wake up in? A bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a blessing, right? Yeah. Did you uh, Did you have clothes on when you woke up? Yeah. Wow. I know what it feels like not to have clothes and you woke up in a bed and you have clothes. Did you brush your teeth? Did you, like, did you have hot water? Yeah, I did. Oh, wow. There's a lot of people in different countries who don't have hot, clean water, yep. but you do. We have to get to a point where we show people how to appreciate what you have first. We all want something. There's nothing wrong with wanting something. I think once you get to a level, um, an age, where you can formulate what the world kind of looks like, you should want something. But what makes you think that you will keep what you want if you aren't appreciative of what you have already? Let's start with gratitude before we start anywhere else. If you get to a point where I say, man, I'm so glad that I have this. okay, I may not be the fastest person, but, you know, I'm pretty agile in these areas. I may not have the biggest hands. I may not have these these physical features, but let's work with what I have here. I know that I can show up every single day. That is my superpower because I can commit to that many times we focus on our weaknesses rather than highlighting our strengths. Acknowledge the weaknesses. They're there. We all have them. But let's work with what we got here so we can shadow and, 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 and slow down our weaknesses a little bit more. I was never the biggest uh, sprinter, never that. But I knew that I was explosive. And I knew that if I could be explosive in the first 40, 50 meters than anybody else, especially coming out the blocks. And they were going to have to work like heck to come and bark me down in the last 20 to 40 meters. I knew my strengths. I had to work on my strengths. And so I try to tell them all the time. I said, look, let's first start with a place of gratitude here. If we can start with gratitude, then we can start to begin to work with what we have in our possession right now.
2: Yeah, listen, I uh, I think, that's such a powerful message, uh, you know, for our listeners, for everyone out there. Thank God that these kids have someone like you in their life, right, to be able to instill these, you know, amazing values and morals and, and really, you know, drive them in or at least point them in the right direction so that they can succeed in life. Uh, I, You know, I've mentioned it earlier in this podcast. If I didn't have people uh, like you in my life, you know, Pointing me along the way, I, I definitely there's no doubt in my mind. I would still, you know, I'd be like working in a garage back home. Nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. you know, I definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't have been doing the things uh, that I knew I was capable of. Uh, so, you know, thank thank you for everything you do. Thank I mean, you. we're almost at an hour. I, you know, I, before Mendes finishes his, his uh, the the interview with a couple of rapid fire questions for you, uh, I want to first say I can't wait. Until I can come in, and hear you speak in front of a packed auditorium. Oh God, that would be amazing. Man, I can't wait. Yes, you know, so you
0: need to let us know. And also, too, if you have any stuff going on, you know, close to our area, even somewhere else, you know, just oh, let I don't us care. know. I'll, fly, we'll I'll fly, fly to Canada. I don't we'll, care. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best to make it happen care. and go see you, man, and support you. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm completely honored by those words, man. You know, I can't, I can't take credit for it, though, you know. Um, God put some people in my lives that has put me in a direction and and have spoken life into me when I didn't necessarily knew what was possibly out there for me. And I realized this, man, sometimes you don't know what you're good at or what direction you can be in until somebody tells you. Right. So I'm just very grateful that I had people who didn't give up on me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you and everybody listening, each and every single one of you, like, you know that there are some people out there who didn't give up on you and you know the power and what it feels like inside to have somebody not maybe it's not five or ten people maybe it's just one person who says you know what this is what I see for you you keep going regardless of how crazy those dreams and those ideas may feel because I've shared some stuff with with uh with my mentors that that I know initially they're like Akeem that's huge but you can do it though You've overcome all these different things. You can do that. And so, man, this is just God maneuvering and putting the right people, man. And and I'm just trying to I'm trying to give what I know that I needed when I was that age, man. That's love honestly that. what it is, man.
0: Really appreciate that, man. And you know, before I, I ask you these uh, rapid fire questions, where can people reach out and find you and connect with you? And if you have any projects that you're working on currently that you can share,
1: please mm-hmm.
0: go ahead. We would love to hear about it.
1: Appreciate it, man. So um on social media it's it's at underdog akh. Um
2: I love that everything. handle by the yeah. way. I love that handle.
0: <laughs> when I showed him he was like, dude, that handle is badass. I was fired up yeah. before I even
2: got on. I'm I'm gonna run through this wall after we get off this this recording.
1: <laughs> man, and 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 uh, my website is triple at and everything is kind of on there, man. Um right now, you know, it's still a virtual kind of world. So I have a bunch of virtual gigs coming up. Um, and I do have some, some, some in live projects that I want to do, some events that I want to put on actually Florida being one of the places. Woo! Um, but you know, we, we, we got a little we'll more driving on that end to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even, even the virtual stuff, man, let us yeah, know, you know, please. we'll, we'll throw it up on our, we'll our, our social media pages, you know, we'll, we'll try to drive as much people there as we possibly can.
1: I uh, appreciate you guys, man. But everything is at underdog, AKH man, and the website, triple W
2: Great.
0: Awesome, man. So I'm going uh, to hit you with some questions now. Hope you're ready.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Don't make them too
0: harsh. Oh. <laughs> uh, number one um, Who was the biggest person you had to face that you are like, wow, in the Olympics?
1: Oh, man. Uh, probably, probably Asafa Powell, because um, Asafa Powell was my favorite sprinter when I was growing up. And so, you know, this was a former world record holder, right? So when I was able to be in the same lane next to him, man, it just showed me like, okay, Kim, you belong here. You know what I'm saying? Because because I think sometimes, man, I think sometimes we get to a position, whether in any field that you're in, that we get to this point and we, for some reason, our mind says, yo, you don't, what are you doing here? Any room that you find yourself in, you belong there.
0: Love that. Love that. Um number two in your career, what would you say was the most impactful learning lesson you learned from everything you've done so far?
1: <laughs> oh man, I felt like a lot of my lessons have been have been uh, have been tough one um in 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 two thousand fifteen this is when i had this is when I had a breakout year. Um, I was on the circuit, right? And there was this guy named Kim Collins. Kim Collins is like the OG of track and field. Like this guy is running Shout nine out. nine at nine nine at forty one years old. Like, Unbelievable, just ridiculous, wow. right? And so I was warming up, right? You know, I'm I'm twenty at this time. I'm twenty, twenty two, 23. right? You know, uh, you know. I think I think I know. You know, I'm I'm I warm up with so much, um focus right got my music on I'm pumped up like I'm just taking it seriously and I see Kim just just, just jogging around keep in mind we got a race in like 35 minutes right I'm warm I'm sweating I'm ready to go and Kim is just there doing arm strings just, just stretching <laughs> but he's staring at me I'm like man what, what I do to this guy Like, you know, like am I going to have to fight him or what like what's going to happen here <laughs> Right. And so he calls me over. He says, young man, he says, I see what you're doing on the circuit. You're having a very good year. I said, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. And he says, but let me tell you this. It's like, he says, you're working too hard. I said, what What are you talking about? This, this must be some type of mind, Jedi mind trick. Like, what are you talking about? And he says, you're working too hard. I said, I said, I don't understand what you mean. He says, you see me, I know how much time I need to warm up. I know how much work I put in. I know what my body needs to run fast in a certain amount of time. So I don't have to waste all this extra energy elsewhere. You, you're warming up too hard. I see what you're doing. I know you're excited, but you need to trust yourself. And I didn't understand it until I got into the race and he ran 647 and I ran 654. And what he was kind of saying was, you need to be able to trust yourself, know yourself enough to know when to back off and when to move. Right. And so when he told me that I shifted my training because I was the type of person where I would go in and go 100 percent every single day. But you don't have to go 100 percent every single day. Sometimes on a Tuesday, you got to go 70 percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. On a Friday, you got to go 100 and tougher. so that was a tough lesson, man, but he played these Jedi mind tricks with me. Oh, that's,
2: like, that's, that's music to a former huge. strength coach's ears, man. Yep. I tell you that much.
0: Huge lesson right there. That was, that was true. Big time knowledge bomb right there. Number no, three. That was, that was good. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with the last and final one right here. What's the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners
1: today in one sentence? Man, biggest piece of advice. Um, it's not going to be easy but your past prepared you for it you guys heard it that's it's a powerful not going
2: to one to be man. easy that's a powerful one
0: but use your past to prepare for it i'm telling you guys you brought that up many times look at your past past history you were talking about that no better way to end it my brother akim i appreciate you so much Josh, appreciates appreciate you, and I'm sure 100%, everybody else here appreciates you truly for just dropping the amazing value and life experience lessons that you have brought into this podcast and, and have gone through in your life to be able to share with others and really impact the world. So, brother, keep doing what you're doing. We're here to support you 100%, and much love, man.
2: Yeah, thank
1: you, man. Brother. I Again, I pre- appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, man, I have a lot of respect and admiration for what you guys are doing. Thank you, man during the time you're doing it man so any way that i can best support moving forward just let me know man it's been a pleasure
2: yeah we appreciate you you. all right guys until next time see y'all later thank you for listening to sweat it out with anthony mendez and josh evans enjoy this episode make sure to subscribe rate and leave a review